0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. What's up, baseball family? Today we're going to talk Carlos Correa, Hall of Fame, hopefuls, and introducing the Baseball Together book club right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Baseball family, welcome to another episode of our wonderful podcast that we hope you think is as wonderful as we do. We're really excited that you're here. I'm Brig, co-hosted by Mr. Bradman right over there. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well, thank you, Brig. How are you this fine Monday? Chipper. Just chipper. I'm chipper. as chipper as Mr. Jones himself. That's how I'm feeling today. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, We... Didn't think we'd have a lot to cover today until we suddenly did have a lot to cover. So we're going to jump right in. Stay tuned, baseball family, for the end of this segment. As you heard announced earlier, we have a new special exciting thing that we're going to get into involving books. But first, let's let's jump right back down to earth and talk about Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks has been officially diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And basically what we have to say about that is that our prayers are going out to him and his family. Cancer has touched our lives in a very, very near way. And we're familiar with all that he stands to endure moving forward. And if there's anything we could do, we would. So best of luck to him and his family, to the White Sox fans and organization as a whole. Uh, We hope for the best. Exactly
1: right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank
0: you, Bray. You're welcome. Moving on, moving on to uh, a far less uh, important. Heavy. Yeah, no, just important. Yeah, there you go. Is that Mr. Cabbage Patch himself has signed Let's an hoping... extension with the Red Sox? I was have... hoping that's how you're going to introduce this. That's right. <laughs> He, he, for those of you who don't know who Mr. Cabbage Patch is, it's Raphael Devers. He, they have agreed to an 11-year, $331 million Chain Bloom golden parachute. This is the thing that has saved Chain Bloom from all of the pitch Hi-am. books in and Bloom. Shut up, Brad. Thank you. <laughs> You're so good it does look it. like shame though. C-H-A-I-M. Yeah, it's C-H-A-I-M. It's written shame. Okay. It is I'm Bloom. Chame. Yes. Oh, Mike just rolled. Maybe I'll just call him Chaim just to bug Mike Farns, because he there you go. God, I bugged the crap out of him. <laughs> no, Mr. Bloom is now no longer uh, the subject of quite as much irritation and anger from Red Sox fans as he has been letting Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts and those guys go. They've signed Mr. Cabbage Patch. So very excited for the Red Sox to at least have kept one player that is decent in their system.
1: Yeah. It is a big deal though, because initially they hit signed in what was a one year, $17 million just to avoid arbitration uh, yeah. this year. And it's like, I'm sure fans were like, Oh, there it is. That's it. One more year of Raphael Devers. And then they're going to trade him away or let him walk. Eventually. Like
0: mm-hmm. they had to do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely had to do this. Yeah. Like ownership, bloom, all of them had to do it to save face with the fan base because like you said, you lose Mookie Betts who is a once in a generation player. You lose Xander Bogarts who is one of the top five shortstops in the game. Right. For sure. And then you've got Devers who is probably top five uh, third baseman. Yeah. Once his D- you defense. You got to keep is- one of
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Trevor is the only other thing you have to show for it. It's like you can't. And he had doesn't... he had like a burst of really good, yeah, really good play last year, but it wasn't enough to make up the no. difference. No, nope. No Any heezy. So we're excited uh, for Red Sox fans, and we hope the best for them. Not the royal we, just the general we hope for the best <laughs> for them. <laughs> well, this <laughs> to, is this is one I thing. i qualify this it. <laughs>
1: is that you would hope, you would hope that this is the first sign of the Red Sox being like, okay, like this is, he's going to be our corner piece. We're going to build around him. You know, obviously 11 years is a long time, you know, like we talked about hometown talent, everything, but baseball is better when teams like the Red Sox, Yankees, Dodgers, when they're good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a hundred percent fact.
1: I would like for the Red Sox to be good. Not Mm -hmm. that good, but competitive. They haven't been.
0: no, no, not, not, not last year anyway.
1: Yeah, no. So
0: anyway, um, that's all I have to say about that. Do you have anything else you want to say about No, that?
1: nothing else. That's fine.
0: Cause I, like I said, I don't want him to be that
1: good because then that just makes for <laughs> more crowding at the finish line. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, and an angry brig. So let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's skip over that. Like a rock on a glassy lake. All right. Trevor Bauer has been officially DFA'd from the Dodger organization. And I don't think this came as any surprise to anybody. We saw this coming probably a long time ago. And we, and
1: we talked about it last week for sure, too. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, this is this is good. But it officially happened. The Dodgers are going to eat the two, the twenty two and a half million uh, from this year that they owe him. And then that's it. They're they're They've cut ties completely. Now this affords Trevor Bauer an opportunity to play anywhere he wants at kind of an interesting time in the hot stove season to be picked up by a team. Most teams have wrapped up all of their free agency tray or their free agency grabs. And it's just this, I feel like is a bombshell in team development, team planning across the league that now what are they going to do? Right? Right. Especially if you're Steve Cohen and you spend all your money.
1: (laughs) Well, this is the thing, though, is that nobody has to give him any money because the Dodgers are paying him that $22.5 million so that somebody can bring him in for the league minimum, and he's still getting all that money. He's not missing out on anything. He has his pick of the litter of anybody, really, who is willing to bring him on, given the circumstances and everything that's surrounding him. Right, right. So that's that's going to be the thing. That's what's going to limit people bringing him in. Is do they want to deal with everything that comes with Trevor Bauer before and right now? Yeah. That being said, Seattle needs a fifth starter. There's going to need a fifth starter last week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I maintain that I think he would be a perfect fit for them. Not only as far as the pitching need, I think that that clubhouse is strong enough and has enough leadership that, like, if he's Thinking around because Jesse Winker got run out of town uh, based on a report that guys right. were upset that his shenanigans were not sitting well in the clubhouse. Yeah. Right. So if Trevor Bauer comes in and guys are like, okay, like we don't appreciate what's going on here. They can let DePoto know and he'll be out of town. Yeah. Especially if you bring him in on the league minimum and right. that
0: fits John Stanton's budget. It does. Hey, that's a really good point. dude's cheap. He is cheap and he has made it very clear that they will not push past any of their budget not one time not right. 1. Yeah. Mm. I think this I think this is a perfect fit for Seattle. That's a great that's a great analysis. Look at you, you're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd just like to see him throw a ball over Yankee Stadium center field wall right into Monument Park. (laughs) Park. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't care who he's playing for at that point. I just want to see that happen. Just get real (laughs) bugged about something. Maybe the umpires check him because I don't think he's been around since the umpires have started aggressively checking pitchers. So that'll be new and be really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that would be interesting. (laughs) All right, Carlos Correa continues to be unsigned. We've gone yet another seven days with no news, not even news really of what is happening other than teams say like that. And we think it's coming from Scotty B and his camp where they're saying like, we have another undefined team that's, that's interested. No, these, there's a couple of teams that are no longer interested. And we're like, we don't believe you, bud. Right. We don't believe anything you say. (laughs) It's just a mess. Yeah, it's a total
1: mess. And a report did come out over the weekend where it said the Mets were starting to get frustrated and getting ready to walk away. And yeah. I was like, oh boy. And not necessarily <laughs> it's like with the Bauer thing, not necessarily the fact that I want to come to Seattle, but just it just gets so juicy. It's so dramatic. It's it is dramatic. <laughs> and it's so fun. And these are the these are the type of things I love with a hot stove, right? Yeah. Where it's like Oh, is he? Isn't he? Is he? Isn't he? Because we got right. it a little bit with Judge.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: And we're getting it. Like, this is really drawn out for Carlos Correa. It's going to be interesting. It says that they're... The thing that I saw today was that John Heyman yesterday said that the Mets are still the most likely, but they got to get all the language worked out.
0: Mm, the so. language. Yeah. That's yeah. code for we're uncertain. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. 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 All right, need to, need to let's move on because the Braves have a former GM that nobody can pronounce his name, but it's, it's John and then something else. <laughs> Just kidding. Coppola, I believe is how you pronounce it. He so. has been reinstated from the ineligible list. This means that uh, he received a lifetime ban from baseball in 2017 for circumventing the international signing rules between 2015 and 2016. Rob Manfred has come out and said, quote, we can confirm that Mr. Coppola has been reinstated. Given the more than five years he spent on the ineligible list, the contrition he expressed, and the other steps he took in response to this matter. Here's my question to you, Brad. Okay. Of all the people who've ever received a lifetime ban from baseball, and who have expressed an adequate level of contrition. Does this guy fall in the top three names? Now, I don't... Honestly, I'm going to say I don't know,
1: just because they didn't release any letter, right? Like, they released the Pete Rose letter, and I'm sure that Pete Rose's people who released the letter. Yeah. I don't think uh, this guy's people released a letter saying, you know, this is what he said to the commissioner, and this is what what we're citing to be reinstated that's not a very long lifetime ban first off five no. years nah come on um but also like i don't know i i certainly wouldn't hire him as if i was in a front office like i'd probably hire uh what's his name who was who was oh jeffrey lunow was he the one who was yeah the gm for the astros yeah i would hire him far before i'd hire this guy for sure because it, it's clear that the Braves don't need him, did like didn't need him.
0: No, yeah. That they actually got been, better once he was gone. So I I agree with you, and I think that that's an interesting part of the story, but not nearly as interesting as having overturned a lifetime ban. Come on, you can't issue a lifetime. It's a it. This almost diminishes the weight of lifetime ban. It, yeah, I would think it does. Yeah, that's what bothers that was, me.
1: Yeah, because as I was sitting reading about this, I was like, so I am like firm in the mud about Pete Rose not getting his lifted. But at the same time, though, like if you're going to give somebody a lifetime ban that only lasts five years. But you're not going to consider somebody else's lifetime ban. Or somebody who has a lifetime ban who is no longer alive.
0: Who was never found as having done anything wrong ever. Yeah. Merely privy to at least one conversation and that's it.
1: Yeah. That, I'm that was the one that got me more <laughs> than the other one.
0: That's what I'm not talking about. Pete Rose.
1: Okay, good.
0: <laughs> no, because <laughs> we've been I'm talking there. About Joe Jackson.
1: <laughs> yeah. Shula's Joe. I mean, I, I feel like he at least deserves a look at this point. I, so he can get right? in the hall.
0: There's literally no evidence to support that he had anything to do in throwing that game, that or that series. Uh, Nothing. Yeah. He I played know. brilliantly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So that's that's my only beef with this is is Rob Manfred has again taken a weird left hand turn or step into what the crap by calling something a lifetime ban and then revoking the lifetime ban and reinstating somebody. I don't care yeah. if he ever works in baseball ever again, that's different. The big problem for me is if we're like are we giving these out lightly? Is that the <laughs> problem sure seems like
1: it? It sure seems like it. I mean, like come it. on. Well, like... I mean, you could have you could have appeased major you could have appeased baseball fans by giving Carlos Correa Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman a lifetime ban, and then two years later saying, Okay, that's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But that would or have been just else, as wrong know. as this. Charles
1: Beltran. Anybody else? Why don't you
0: give him yeah. a three to five year suspension? What? And the same with this guy. Okay, so he tinkered with the system, he, he broke the rules or whatever. And you're gonna reinstate him five years later, just suspend him for five years. They did it with yeah. Bauer and they cut his in half, too. Yeah. It's true. He was suspended. What's for two going years. on? <laughs> well, and this
1: is the thing too: is it the one with Major League Baseball, like, or the one with Bauer between him and Major League Baseball? That that was that was cut short by an arbitrator. An arbitrator said you cannot suspend him for this time, and which we said like forever ago. Yeah, it was right? way too long. Yeah, it was way too long. And then, yeah. but this one was Rob Manfred who made this decision. Yeah, not an arbitrator being like, ah, hold up, no, this is Rob Manfred being like, oh, second thought. <sighs> it's disgusting because this was on his watch because this was Manfred's like first, what first year 2016? Something like that, yeah. It was so he would have been the one during his tenure,
0: right? This was not so, about ceiling suspension. So here's and, and this is the problem it's like, can we trust Rob Manfred? I mean. I... We've gone back and forth, we've gathered differing opinions, we've understood it from all sorts of different empathetic angles, and I still, here's another piece of evidence that makes me wonder whether we as the fans can, can trust him, and I know he's not working for us, I got it, right. I know. Right, I and this, know is, and this is the thing too, is somebody
1: does not have to be a business owner for you to not trust the way they operate in a business, bingo. Right you can you can have a high-level manager who you don't trust in a business. And if the fans do not trust Rob Manfred with the way he's answering to the owners and the way he's running the league based on, A, what they're telling him, and, B, what they're not telling him, because I doubt the owners had a whole lot to do with this, because no, this is a commissioner's no. office thing as far as I understand, that's that it there is a high level of distrust with fans and the commissioner. And I understand that that's just the way sports go. Like, right now, uh, Dan wow silver adam silver i almost called him daniel silver but i knew that was wrong adam silver at the nba is probably the most trusted commissioner in major professional sports right now in north america at least um roger goodell no because the nfl's all about itself and nobody likes roger goodell um from what i understand the nhl commissioner is not in a good place Hmm. but either is rob manfred it's like no I think I trust Roger Goodell over Manfred and I can't remember the NHL commissioner's name right now,
0: but I don't know either. Despite everything. It's, yeah. It's weird. bad. It's look, it's not. The optics are terrible here. Yeah. Which is why baseball family, we bring it to your attention, not to drag you down, but to make sure you're informed. That's right. That's it. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. The hot stove has been pretty quiet this week. We saw Eric Hosmer go to the Cubs on a one-year League minimum. He still owed thirty nine million on his final three final three years with his contract in San Diego. Um, also, Brad wishes to issue a re, an official retraction. <laughs> a retraction or
1: a clarification? Okay, okay. Last week I did confuse Eric Hosmer and Mike Mustakis because I feel like they are the Amy Adams and Isla Fisher of baseball. That if they're not standing <laughs> next to each other, they look a lot alike, right? Yeah,
0: it's Isla. It's Isla it was, Fisher. i <laughs> no, I'm I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Greg, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here with that.
1: <laughs> I will okay, not AJ, be bullied into incorrect, incorrect, incorrect,
0: incorrect pronunciations, pronunciations, pronunciations. And I will not be bullied into correct pronunciations, okay? <laughs> Just stop it. All right, AJ Pollock goes to the Mariners on a one-year $7 million deal. How do you feel about this as a Mariners fan? I think it's
1: good. Uh, he is a He's a good platoon for the guy who's obviously going to be the other half of that, Jared Kelnick. Because um, you've got Pollock, who's a righty, who... According to Jeff Passon, I haven't looked at the numbers, but he says he's mashing lefties still. And yeah. Jared Kelnick is only going to be facing righties for a little while, I would assume at least, because he's a left-handed batter. And so you get those two, both great defensively. I think it's great. I think it's a great fit for now. One year's plenty. Yeah, I'm great. just going to go back though. You still got to extend. You still got to extend to Oscar Hernandez because that guy needs to stick
0: around. But you only need the. You need to get it this year. This is the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be on a shoestring budget. Yeah. Yep. I'm sorry, but (laughs) Apparently. All right. Uh, This week, we want to bring a thing to your attention. A man was charged with burglarizing the Brewers' clubhouse after a game. He's 25. His name is Justin Blowydorn. Just kidding. I'm mispronouncing (laughs) on purpose now. Blowdorn. He stole items from the clubhouse after a doubleheader against the Giants September 8th. In his statement, he said he drank at least 10 beers and passed out in the bushes outside the stadium. (laughs) He woke up, he pulled on the doors until they opened, and then he walked in. (laughs) Everything he took, here's here's a list of everything. This is an amazing
1: list. This dude had no purpose and no mission.
0: And I I love that about this so much. (laughs) He stole a game used hat, not a bat, a hat, (laughs) a 45th anniversary 1982 Brewers autographed bat, replica World Series ring, (laughs) key to the Arizona spring training facility. (laughs) Because there's more loot there, Brig. Any pirate knows
1: you don't start (laughs) one, you got to go to location two because there's more loot there. And if you got a
0: key, you got to take it. That's right. Okay, a laptop, two iPods, two pairs of headphones, uh, somehow he got his hands on a passport, <laughs> and a credit card, a shaving kit, three game jerseys, which were one for the manager, two two were player jerseys, um, and a pair, he had to have grabbed a duffel bag or something, take all this home with him, right? <laughs> It's yeah, a lot just, of stuff. Yeah, because he's. That's what I was wondering at first. I was like, "How did he like get out of there yeah. with all
1: this? Just like draped over his shoulder, like jersey draped over his shoulder, a laptop under his arm, and his pocket slightly still, like, hung over, and iPods and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> staggering like, everywhere yeah. he goes. Right, but." They said they said that he took it in a duffel bag. I'm mean, like, he then why is that not listed under the things that he stole? Because he definitely stole a duffel bag to put all this <laughs>
0: stuff in. <laughs> he didn't wake up drunk in the bushes and see <laughs> with the duffel bag. Oh, a duffel bag! Huzzah! Let's go fill <laughs> <build> it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: he had to have taken a duffel bag I out mean. of the equipment room. One thousand percent had to
0: totally turned in by his Blue Falcon roommate. That's a terrible thing to do. Uh, she or said he texted him from the stadium and asked if he wanted anything. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> so he's charged with felony burglary and could face up to 12 years, six months in prison if convicted. Uh, good chance he's going to get convicted. <laughs> Oh man, Justin, if if this is you, man, if you're listening, I'm really sorry, but we want to talk to you, okay? We want to find out: A, are you okay? And B, what happened, man? Like, I would like I would like a play by play of
1: what went on. Yeah, the I mean, I'm sure legally can't do that, but like yeah. I am really curious about what went down <laughs> and how easy it is to get into a stadium. Because I just just walk around. (laughs) I guess you just pull till it opens.
0: (laughs) Well, where's the alarm systems? Where's the camera footage? There's got to be a security security? presence. Isn't there security
1: like supposed to be walking around (laughs) and stuff? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before we take a break, we got to check in on some homework that we we assigned each other last week. First, um, Brad... He was supposed to watch the first episode of Slow Horses on yeah. Apple TV Plus, and I was charged with watching the first episode of Ted Lasso. Brad, why don't you tell us how your Slow Horses adventure went? It went really well. So,
1: really, I had so going in, I had no idea what this is about. I didn't read the synopsis, or anything like that. All I knew Excellent. was that Gary Oldman was playing somebody who I didn't recognize at first. That it was even him, right? Yeah. Because he looked more like Gary Old Man than Gary Oldman. <laughs> um, But another one of my takeaways, this is actually relevant to the topic, to like the rest of the show, because I felt like River Cartwright looks oddly like Jared Kelnick.
0: Oh, you see that? I'm looking. I'm looking now.
1: I was incredibly distracted by that most of the time because I was like, because at the beginning, I was like, who does he look like? Because I know it's not him. I've never seen this dude in anything. And then about halfway through the episode, it clicked. Um but i found myself slowly leaning forward into the tv as i was watching this episode it's very Mm. very good very intense yeah it's like the beginning the beginning it started off really hot really intense yeah so if you like a little like spy spy thrillers go watch the horses yeah i
0: do it's good espionage yeah for sure slow burn but there's enough character development to keep it interesting until it starts to pick up the pace and it's, mm-hmm. well, it's like,
1: as, one of the things i felt like too as soon as you start to figure out like who who people are and what's going on like they throw something at you're like oh i was way off yeah <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah so so the yeah, verdict w- w- will you keep watching it that's the oh dream. definitely
1: yeah it's going to be my new okay. lunchtime show
0: yes so yeah. good Okay, so I was I watched Ted Lasso. <clears throat> Finally, I, I, real quick, real quick. I've been telling Brick for what a
1: year, a year that he needs to watch this show.
0: Yeah, it's been a year. So, okay, go ahead. So, okay, so I watched the first episode and I thought, well, I didn't know anything about the show either. I didn't look up the premise or anything. Turns out that a UK-based, a London-based football club, a soccer football club hires a division 2 collegiate american football coach to take over management of the team and uh i was like oh is this just built on this weird language crossover is that what's going on is, <laughs> is cuz the 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 person who owns the the club the soccer club the football club or whatever is not well i don't want to give anything away anyway the point away. The point your, is your impressions of the show. My impressions of the show. Here's Here's my biggest takeaway. I did not watch one episode. I watched three straight. Because I could not stop watching it. And at the end, I looked down at my watch with a tremendous amount of chagrin. Because I had to go to bed instead of watching episode four, I was very angry. <laughs> um, but my anger was consumed, surrounded by, and swallowed up in the prevailing feeling I had, which was, namely, that I did not want to stop feeling the way that show made me feel. Super I want to walk so around feeling that way all the time. It yep. is terrific. I love it. So,
1: that. so I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Brig, but. One of my favorite commercials ever in the history of TV was put out by NBC Sports. This was several years ago with Jason Jason Sudeikis playing Ted Lasso. What? As an American football coach in London. At the time, though, for that commercial, uh, because the Premier League was coming to NBC Sports. Mm -hmm. And so they, they put together this commercial with Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso as an American football coach in London, coaching the Tottenham Hotspur. And that's where this show comes from. Really? It's all from like a five minute bit that they did. You're okay. Now I'm going to have to go watch that. Yeah. I'll, I'll put the link down in the description. If you don't know what it is, go click the link and watch it. if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, go watch Ted Lasso because this little teaser that like this little bit, like I was completely sold. We've been quoting that commercial for, I think, I want to say it's like six years. Wow. My wife and I have been referencing it around the house. It's so funny. It that's is so awesome. Good. So especially if you know nothing about soccer, it's even more relatable. <laughs> oh,
0: the, well, and that was what's so great about the show. Is I thought, oh man, we're just going to get a bunch of Americanisms and tropes about this culture clash. And that was part of episode one, but man, it blossomed into something beautiful after that. Like you had to get those licks to. in, right? They yes. had to get those in. But then and after that, it was so much more. And they're peppered. They're peppered throughout, and but the way that
1: they do it is they do it really, really well. It doesn't get overplayed, nothing yeah. like that. It's like stuff is just like just a real quick speck of it, and then it goes away. Yeah. You know, but Ted Lasso is a very likable character. I was worried that he was going to be a bumbling idiot in this new world that he's in. Yeah. And he is a little bit, but not so much that you get annoyed by him. Right. In fact, you're like you said, you've never rooted for a character so fast.
0: Never. So I was exactly. charmed immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was That's great. Exactly right.
1: Yeah. They did a great job with that show. And I love everything about it. I watched it twice. We'll probably watch it a third time. It's awesome. So
0: baseball family, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about current players who may make it to the Hall of Fame.
1: Welcome back baseball family. So we saw this article on uh, major league baseball on MLB.com and uh, it is hall of famers who are going to be playing or potential future hall of famers who will be playing in the 2023 season. So we looked at it. It's broken into what? Like 10 tiers is it 11 tiers. I think is what it is. Yeah. 11.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: Uh looks like 13 tiers. So we thought we would go through each of these tiers and I don't know, rate, uh, what we think about how the writer we have, the writer is Mike Petriello with MLB.com. What he thinks about uh the current these current players and their chances of making the Hall of Fame. So let's start with tier number one. This is he calls this the no questions asked, first ballot legends. On this list, we have Mike Trout, Justin Verlander, Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, and Miguel Cabrera. Mm-hmm. First break. I want, I want your initial impression of this list of these five guys.
0: Uh yeah, these probably all get in. Are they without a doubt first ballot guys? No. You don't think so? No, not first that's what, ballot. Because that's what
1: he says. These are no questions asked first ballot.
0: No, I disagree. Who's who not? I don't think Mad, Mad Max is not a first ballot guy.
1: You don't think Mad Max is a first ballot guy? Mm-mm. 4K.
0: Because I said so. Because you said so. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm I... the dad.
1: <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so.
0: All right. Can't argue with that. I think Clayton Kershaw <laughs> could suffer the first round ballot as well. He might end up second round. I think it's his playoff performance that's really going to mm-hmm. do it. I could see that. Um, yeah, I think Mike Trout gets in first round. I think Miggy gets in first round. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think Mike Trout gets in first uh, first ballot for sure. I have seen people who think otherwise, but yeah, look at this, Brig.
0: Okay, I'm looking. I'm I look. don't
1: like making this comparison, but I'm going to. Okay. okay. So scared. Mike Trout made his debut at age 19. He is mm-hmm. currently he's heading into his year. Th- his age 31 season during that time break. He has won three MVP awards rookie of the year and has been a 10 time all-star. Okay.
0: Another. I can think
1: of one other player off the top of my head who made his debut at age 29 has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 all-stars. And I think my, the only reason Mike Trout doesn't have 11 is because 2020, there was no all-star game right and in that time has one mvp
0: award wait you said he made his debut at 19 it's 29 Mm -hmm. though what's that what did mike trout debut at 19 years old yeah and this other guy is 29 years old no this
1: other guy this other guy made his debut at age 19
0: and before his
1: age 31 season had 11 All-Star games. And I think the only reason Mike Trout does not have 11 is because there was no All-Star game in 2020. Who's the other guy? The other guy is Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, man. Ken Griffey Jr. had, and like I, I'm i telling you, Brig, this comparison absolutely kills me, but I remember seeing Mike Trout when he was in his, probably his third or fourth season, And thinking, like, this guy is the closest thing we're going to see to Griffey in a while. Yeah. Right? Um, And Griffey had three total All-Star games in Cincinnati. The majority of, like, what we saw, like, of who we know Ken Griffey Jr. to be was his Seattle years and one year in Cincinnati. Yeah. And that has been Mike Trout's career so far. You're right. I don't see any reason why Mike Trout is not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Injury, current back status, like included. Standing, yeah. Like I think Trout is a first ballot Hall <clears throat> of Famer.
0: He could I, he could
1: retire tomorrow and he'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think so too. So, what do you think of the rest of the guys on the list? The rest of
1: the guys on the list, um, Justin Verlander, yeah. I mean, yeah, he had those a couple down years before he got to Houston, but then he got to be who he is. Right. And he said,
0: I think this year alone shows that coming back after Tommy John and doing what he did as as at his age. That, yeah. that sealed like, the deal for me.
1: Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was like the one where it's like, yes, for first, first bell. I think you're right with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, I think that the playoff performances are going to haunt him. Yeah. Um, but I think he'd still get in. He's one of the greatest regular season pitchers we've ever seen.
0: I think he's getting in. I just don't think it'll be guaranteed first round. First ballot. Uh, Max Scherzer, I think, will get in. Miguel Cabrera, absolutely. Super Wait, but first ballot, though, is what we're talking about. First ballot,
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think Max Scherzer is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think that Clayton Kershaw, I think he'll be close. But I think he will still get it because of his regular season performance. And I think he's going to get a little bit of mercy for the fact that the Astros were
0: cheating. Mm, Yeah. That he got yeah, roughed up right. against the that with stealing signs. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I, th- yeah, I think we'll that, get to that. I think that's a big deal. Okay, let's go to tier number two. Late career, great cases. Zach Granky, Joey Votto. I I can't I can't get Granky in, honestly.
0: I can't either. And I like Joey Votto cuz I like him as a person. And I think he's a terrific ball player, but is he like an immediate thought Hall of Fame guy? No, I'd have to I'd have to do analysis on Joey Votto's career to convince me one way or the other, but if you ask me, brick, go in blind, think about Joey Votto, does he go to the Hall of Fame? And be like, I don't know, man.
1: So the thing with, one of the things that's interesting about Joey Votto is he, so he does have an MVP award. He won that in 2010. Mm -hmm. He led the league in on-base percentage one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six, seven times in his career.
0: That's fantastic.
1: So he's, he's kind of like a, I don't want to call him Tony Gwynn, but he's kind of a Tony Gwynn type hitter where he, he gets on base. That's what you want him to do. Right. Yeah. But I don't, I think playing in Cincinnati really hurt him big time. Yeah.
0: Because everybody, his
1: contribution, <laughs> his contribution was not felt or seen nearly as much as anybody else. It's like Mike Trout playing in it, playing for the Angels. You, you kind of forgive him because it's like what he's doing is otherworldly. Like I said, three MVPs. What he's doing is otherworldly, and everybody else yeah. around him is the failure. And you, but you can't quite do that with Joey Votto because what he's doing is not otherworldly. It's really, really good, but right. at the same time, though, it's not. It doesn't feel like it's felt across the board, despite. You know, knowing that the Reds are not good. Here's year. the other
0: thing about Joey Votto. Baseballreference.com has his war at 64.3 right now, career war. That's terrific. So he is an impact player, whether you want to believe it or not. <clears throat> and lifetime batting average right now sits at 297. Yeah. Given that's given a product the product of his times. That's, that's product what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Given
1: the era that he's played in. That's not yeah, bad.
0: You can't compare that to like Joe D or Gehrig or any of those other guys, right? right. Like it's just not even, the same.
1: Even power hitters from the 90s, you can't compare that because those you guys still hit for average too.
0: Yeah, you can't. But so. no, yeah, I, I hesitate with Joey Votto. I think he'll get in, but he'll, he won't he will be first round. Uh, he's not going to be. He might be a culture club guy. He, he could be. And so could Granky, but they might be like fifth year on the ballot type type guys as well. Yeah, you never could know. Be. Could be. And yep. it, these guys, it will depend on who's who else is getting votes and maybe taking votes away from them. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to be a factor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's head on to tier three. The over
1: thirty hitters on the right path uh, got Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado, and Nolan Arenado. I don't know if Paul Goldschmidt has been good long enough Mm-mm. to get in. Like he's no, gotta but... have like I don't even know how old Paul Goldschmidt is. I gotta find that out real quick.
0: But he's like thirty three or four or something,
1: if I remember right, but he's been playing since twenty eleven. Yeah, he's uh, he's thirty five. Okay. So he's kind of an old dude. Yeah. Um he was dominant in Arizona, but he's playing in mm-hmm. Arizona, so nobody really saw him. Right. right. He did get his MVP this last year. He's here's the thing. He's got to have astronomical numbers in the next like three years if he's going to get it.
0: Yep. And maybe maybe a World Series appearance. That would certainly. I don't think they need to win, but an appearance, an
1: appearance would certainly help. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Freddie, what about about Freddie though? Frederick. Frederick did historical crazy stuff in Atlanta.
1: He did. He's only 33, so he's got a little bit to go still. And that having the DH is certainly going to help him. Um, I don't know that he'll be first ballot, but I think he could get in.
0: This is one of those things where this is one of the reasons you're glad that the 10-year moratorium on votes is in place. Because he would benefit from recency bias if it was sooner than that. Oh, for sure. Because
1: so he had all-star appearances in 2013 and 14, but then uh, he's been an all-star every year since 2018.
0: Yeah. I think that I think it's going to be really good that not, not, not that I don't want him to get in the hall of fame. That's not what I'm saying, but it'll be, it'll be
1: a better gauge of whether or not he should be in. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I I think you're absolutely right on that. Yeah.
0: I do not know what to tell you about Manny Machado. I have no idea.
1: So this, this is the thing. I This is what I've decided with Manny Machado. Manny Machado is going to get the Terrell Owens treatment. Oh, he will deserve that's... to get in based on his play.
0: Yeah. yeah, I
1: think Manny Machado is a Hall of Famer based on how he plays baseball. But people do not like him, so they
0: will not vote for him. But he's also doing this late run. he's, yeah, he's kind have... He's doing <laughs> like this a... Renaissance Man thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be a big deal.
1: It could be, but I think enough people are going to be like, oh, Baltimore
0: Manny. Mm. I'm starting to forget. But I, I am you know, too. like I would we... like to completely forget it, but we don't have Yeah, a me too. Not yet. But it hasn't happened all the way, but it's close. I'm close. Yeah. Yeah. And I was in NL East, you know, like that's, I watched him a lot. And right. He's just a terrific ball player. Yes. But he was not yeah, I think I
1: think he I think when he's done, he's going to have a Hall of Fame career. I just don't know if the voters are going to put him in.
0: That's where the culture club comes in again. That's true. Yeah, so
1: maybe he will end up there eventually. Anyway, Nolan Arenado, hundred yes. percent. Yep. Stupid yes. question. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. Tier four: the mid to late twenties hitters on the right path. Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Xander Bogarts. Trey Turner. Mookie Betts, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Bryce Harper, yes. Yes. This is the thing with Bryce Harper that's funny, is that Bryce Harper has not been the LeBron James of baseball. Dominant, winning all kinds of titles and leading his teams to titles and everything like that. But Bryce Harper is a really, really, really good baseball player. And it's funny. Like, I still think it's funny that Oh, Harper's overrated. Well, yeah, because you were thinking he's going to be, like, the second coming of the slugger of Babe Ruth, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah he's going to take everybody yard, hit more home runs than everybody in the league. But yeah. Bryce Harper has two MVPs, a rookie of the year, has led the league in OPS a couple times, slugging a couple times, home runs, it's been once, an all-star like a billion doubles. times. He's an all-star like almost every year. He has some injury and injury problems, but that's because that's way he plays. He's an outfielder. That's, right. that's what he plays.
0: And he plays hard. Yes. He's going to give the you thing everything about- he's got. Here's the thing about Bryce Harper is that he's a really good baseball player every time he steps onto the field. Yeah, it's not like he's yeah. a really good baseball player in 2015 when he led the league in runs and home runs with 42 and all that. No, he's a really good baseball player no matter what. Any game Even when he's, he's in, injured, any game he's in, he's one of the best players on the field. Doesn't Even matter when he's who's injured. Playing even when he has a broken thumb or whatever and he can't or he can't throw because of his elbow thing he's mm-hmm. out there hitting the ball making an impact yeah no that's a stupid question
1: <laughs> super yeah, dumb absolutely <laughs> absolutely there i think he's first ballot
0: too yeah absolutely. especially with the stuff that happened this last year if we yeah. get a couple more like that from him for sure well, how old is he let me look he I've is got... in his age 29 season right now yeah, he's he just turned thirty in October. Yeah, so we got some time. We might yeah. have a good eight or nine from him still with the DH. Another guy, another guy who's going to benefit from the DH, mm-hmm. big time. Yep.
1: Okay, Jose Ramirez.
0: <sighs>
1: That's tough.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Like I understand that he's one of the most feared hitters in the league right now
0: right now right but he has not always been but the 2016 jose ramirez was also a like a bright spot
1: right yeah because he had over he's hit over 300 twice it's so 2016 and 2017 yeah which is a huge deal like i understand like batting average is not a stat still but like the fact that he it is over 300 that ever, that's a, that is a big deal
0: listen brad you know about art right in okay. art you have negative space right like this hat look at my hat the white is negative space okay? right right all right the piece does not come together in its completion in the fullest expression of the design without negative space counterbalancing the other information that's in the design right right batting average will always be a statistic of note even if it's the inverse even if all we're using it for is, is negative space to compare it against when batting average used to be more important than it might be at the present time. There it is. Batting average Sorry. is negative space. It's always going to be relevant. I think, I You'll think that's always be is. there. I
1: think it's batting average is negative space is the one that might be needing to go on a t-shirt.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, no, it's it's tough with Jose Ramirez. He might – he's got he's to gotta do a couple more. He's got to have a couple more big years. He's going to be – he's 30 right now. So he's got a few more good years. I don't see it happening. You don't think so? I don't. I think if he continues on the trajectory he's on right now, like his 30 through 35 seasons could be really, really, really good. And that's what that's could get true. him in. Right? If he has yeah. a, a, like a seven-year peak and 30 to 35 is really good. But if he kind of plateaus at 32, 33, then no. Yeah. And if that plateau drops off, then no,
0: I don't think so. Then no. Yeah. If anything goes wrong from here on out, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Francisco Lindor. Same. If anything goes wrong, anything from here on out, it's a no-go. He has not been the same player since he got to New York. Mm -mm.
1: He was one of the best shortstops in the game in Cleveland. Yeah. But has has not been that same guy in New York and he's going to kind of need to have a little bit of a Renaissance to figure, he's going to need to figure out a way to change himself to get back to that level. If he's going to get in. I don't think that that would necessarily happen. He might need, I don't know if it's a position change or what, but
0: well, or is it a location change? I've Could thought that, that a couple of times, if that maybe it's a culture problem or it's a environment problem or something atmospheric, but I don't love this Francisco Lindor we have right now. I loved Francisco Lindor in Cleveland. Right. Yep. It's, I agree It's with sad. You. It's actually sad. Yeah. Yep. Xander Bogarts. Not right now. Hmm. No, he's got
1: work to do. Definitely. Trey yep. Turner. If Trey Turner keeps playing the way he is for the next five years. Yes.
0: If Trey Turner keeps playing the way he's playing right now for the next three years, it's then he'll sneak in. Yeah, he's not going to be first ballot or anything, but, but within that in. window, he'll he'll make it if he keeps. And going this is the, the thing going. too, is Trey
1: Turner is also going to benefit from people watching him because he makes yep. baseball look easy. He's so smooth when he plays. Everything about the way oh, yeah. he plays baseball makes it look easy.
0: Yep. Here's the other he'll thing about Trey Turner. That. Trey Turner is also playing in big markets, and big markets get lots of attention. So yeah. he's going to have. He is. If, if Trey Turner had a career ending injury in the next three years, he'd get in the Hall of Fame. Knock on it, Brig. Knock. Sorry. Please knock. knock for all of our. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I do not want that to happen. <laughs> that is literally the last thing I want to see. But I'm telling you, everybody would be. You're, right, sh- you're right, though. You're right. I know. Right yeah
1: okay let's go to tier five tier five this is my favorite name brig pointed this out to me tier five we interrupt this list to talk about the 2017 astros
0: (laughs) that's what they call tier five
1: (laughs) and this is interesting too because you've got jose altuve carlos correa alex bregman jose altuve it's widely accepted that he did not participate in the science dealing scandal that he specifically asked not to be told what pitch was coming and if that continues like if that um, narrative narrative is true, or at least continues to hold out for the rest of his career. He'll be first ballot. Absolutely, he will. Carlos no. Correa and Alex Bregman, on the other hand, I don't even know if Alex Bregman is headed to like headed for a Hall of Fame career. Nope. Um, Carlos Correa is headed that way, but he will be the one who is judged most har- most harshly for this. Like, he's going to have the biggest impact on his Hall of Fame hopes. I think Alex Bregman fits that category too. You think so? I see like I don't even think it's going to be an issue for Bregman cuz I don't think he's going to have a Hall of Fame career. But Carlos Correa is going to have that's a Hall true. of Fame career and then yeah. it's going to be like, well, but he was like
0: really involved part of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, really involved, really benefited. We saw afterwards that he is still really good, but uh, not as good. Yeah. So, yeah, that's man. that's tier 5. Tier six, your favorite. What if he hits 500 home (laughs) runs? The only guy on this list is Giancarlo Stanton.
0: Yeah, Uh, he's not going to Hall of Fame.
1: If he hits 500 home runs, I think he does.
0: Yeah, okay. If he hits 500 home runs.
1: He'll go down as one of the greatest home run hitters of all time. That's right. He will get in.
0: That's right. But if he does not hit 500, he will really require the Culture Club. He won't make it in until the Culture Club decides to bring him in. Right. If, if the Hall of Fame had a body wing, if the Hall of Fame had a body wing, he would be first ballot <laughs> unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're <laughs> <Absolutely>. right. <laughs> and we'd all, boy, they could sell tickets to that wing. <laughs> you think about the The revenue. bust, just a bust from the belt just to the neck. Bu- <laughs> no, no, it's got to be a full body statue so that everybody can walk around. There you know go. The yeah, full. you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He would be first team or he would be first ballot unanimous. Yeah, But yeah, you're right. if he doesn't hit 500 home runs, he's not getting into the Hall of Fame. Tier nope. seven. How do we evaluate relievers? This is interesting. Kenley, Jans- mm-hmm. Kenley Jansen, Craig Kimbrell, Edwin Diaz. I think I think relievers, you have to give them a small window because yep. that's typically how things work, especially with closers. Like guys mm-hmm. like Trevor Hoffman and Mario Rivera are outliers in the for sure. world. Right, so you can't compare everybody up against them, but I think Kenley Jansen, yes, Card Kimbrell with what he's done, yes, Edwin Diaz, Kimbrell, he yeah. is doing,
0: yes. So, Kimbrell has led the league in saves four consecutive times with Atlanta 11, 12, 13, and 14. He led the league in saves. That's that's not small, right that's not small. He finished 64 total games in 2011. He's been an all-star 8 times and he won the rookie of the year as a pitcher. So, yeah, I
1: think Kimbrel absolutely and I've heard I've heard guys talk about like uh in the fastball documentary the way guys talk about him like yeah. Yeah. I think that he's got to get in. Um, Edwin Diaz to say that he is like on track. I'm not saying that if he retired tomorrow he would be in, but if he puts together a few more good years with the with how dominant he's been in his good years, I think that he would be in still.
0: He's he led the league.
1: Oh, I was just gonna say he led the league in saves in in 2018 with Seattle. This last year he was like the man, and he's obviously Hall of Fame for his entrance song. This year he'd be up there with Mario <laughs> Rivera. But uh, but I think if he does puts together a couple more good years where he's an all-star, yeah.
0: I disagree. Because of how
1: good he was during those years.
0: He's half as good as Craig Kimbrell and Kenley Jansen.
1: Right. That's why I said he's got work to do. But if he continues yeah, yeah. to have a couple more years, he would be in.
0: Yeah, He's also but, way younger than those guys. Yeah, but let's just be very clear. Well, he's 28. So he's way younger than Craig Kimbrell. And, well, and Kenley Jansen, too. Yeah, but, Kenley, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. He's got like one tire left. But anyway, around turn yeah. four, <laughs> he's half as good. His career is half as impressive as these other guys right
1: now. That's all right. But if he if he can extend it, though, then I think yeah. he's Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah. OK, tier eight. How do we evaluate starters on this list? We have Garrett Cole and Aaron Nola. That's tough. Uh, I need more. Sorry. Yeah, they both... Aaron Nola definitely has work to do. Garrett Cole, the thing that's interesting is that he was like... Three years ago, he was like first ballot on his way. But with yeah. the way he's been in New York has been concerning. And so I don't... Uh, he's going to have a couple of really good years. Like a couple of really, really good years.
0: Yeah. And, and like some to make up more... For. More playoff time doesn't have to be big time playoff time, doesn't even, you know what I mean? He does, like, yeah. he's not going to require World Series appearances and stuff like that, but yeah. he, we need more really solid playoff performances from him, yeah.
1: And that's what it is really solid playoff performances because they just haven't yeah. really been there up to this nope. point. And Aaron Nola is it's too early, early to tell with him, yeah. Uh, tier nine. Well, Sandy Koufax got in. We've got Chris Sale and Jacob DeGrom. Chris Sale, no, I don't think so. Jacob DeGrom. Mm-hmm. I think so. Could be, and I think that Sandy Koufax is your is your point, your right? alibi. Yeah, yeah. Because Chris Sale, Chris Sale is almost hurting himself by continuing to play. <laughs>
0: right, that's hurting how I chances. feel.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but Degrom, like, yes, he's been hurt, but when he's out there, he's still better than anybody we've seen in the last 15, 20 years. Yep, he's he's untouchable.
0: Yeah. So, Sandy Koufax, just for all of you wondering, uh, has been an all-star, you know, like one, two, three, four, five, six times. He won the Cy Young Award three times. He's been an MVP as well. You're talking Uh, about Sandy Koufax? Sandy Koufax. Okay. Yeah. Out of a 16-year career. So, I don't know what the problem is with comparing anybody to Sandy Koufax. He's got a 48.9 war. Remember, he...
1: He uh, he ended his career early, for no, no reason. Like nobody knows why. That's the left. best thing. Yeah. Is that it was short. Yeah, but and what they're it's saying is, 16 that Chris years Sales a really small window so far. Degrom a relatively small years. window, but he was he was good before these last couple of years. I don't know what the problem is with that. I think Degrom definitely deserves to be in, especially first ballot.
0: Again, Correction: first ballot. Sandy Koufax played twelve years, not sixteen. Sorry. Okay. All right. Which is short
1: yes it is especially for a guy as dominant as he was at the very end even
0: yeah Kay. all the way to the very end
1: <laughs> tier 10 the aaron judge zone the only guy in the aaron judge zone is aaron judge yeah um he's got he's just got i think he's just got to continue on the path that he's on yep if he holds Changed serve five nothing. more years he's in
0: change nothing and and it's no no doubt about it
1: yep yep the shohei otani zone is tier 11 also the only guy shohei otani I already submit that he is a Hall of Famer. I know he hasn't met the time requirement, but
0: we've 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 talked talked about about it.
1: it. He's a Hall of Famer.
0: Yep, 100%.
1: Yeah, and for those of you who have not watched that episode, it's because he has done stuff nobody has done for 100 years and doing it better.
0: Way better. Way better. And better better unit cohesion with the team and the clubhouse, and he's – Yeah, he's not making headlines for all kinds of other shenanigans. He's he's really doing a good job. He's doing a great job. (laughs) He could be doing a terrible job with that stuff, but he's not.
1: (laughs) Could not be better at it. Yeah. Tier 12, the young legends in the making. You've got got a few guys here. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., Rafael Devers, Jordan Alvarez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Adley Rutschman, and Julio
0: Rodriguez. Well, some of those are really young. As far
1: as legends in the making, right? Yeah, I feel like Adley Rutschman, Julio Rodriguez. You, the only thing you can say is if they continue on the path that they're on and the and path they're supposed to take, yes, they will be. But that's all you can say about them.
0: Well, because look at some of the names we've already mentioned, where we're like, I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I once (laughs) thought maybe, but now I'm not so sure. Like that could be.
1: Yeah, Juan Soto. So Juan Soto Soto is interesting because once he left Washington, it was like, where'd he go? Yeah. I'm not saying he won't come back and be Juan Soto again next year. It might have just been a filling-out period because he was not great. Mm -mm. He got booed in San Diego.
0: It was was depressing. It was, and he
1: did not play well in the playoffs. So that's a problem. We're hoping that Juan Soto can return to form next year. But if he doesn't, and we just had like, what, this three-year peak of him, that would be troubling.
0: Travesty, really? Yeah, big time. Yeah, Yep. I don't know about that.
1: Ronald Acuna Jr., you don't think he's you don't think he's on the path obviously he's not in right now I
0: I don't know man he stopped <laughs> loafing and that's good yeah <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that, all I can say is, is that thing, like thank you for loafing. not you for not slouching yeah. so
1: he's 25 currently 25 yeah. just barely like a month ago turned 25. um he won a rookie of the year. He missed a lot of time with an ACL injury, but he came back and was still like balling out.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? So I think, like I said, it it's all about trajectory with these guys. I think if he continues on kind of like a level trajectory up, he'll get in Raphael Devers, probably the same thing. Jordan Alvarez. I would say he's certainly on his way.
0: Yeah. De- Alvarez is for sure.
1: So, and Vlad Guerrero is interesting because this year we all thought he was going to win the MVP, right? Yeah. Yep. But kind of an underwhelming season.
0: Alas, he did not.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Kind of an underwhelming season by his standards. I agree. But I
0: don't
1: know. He's got to. He's got to get back up, but he's got to be an MVP candidate every year. Again. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 And then we talked about Ali Rushman, Julio Rodriguez. Okay um we'll stop there 12 or tier 13 is the field and i i don't care about that right now but we'll get there eventually (laughs) let us know what you think about this and uh you can do that by hopping into the mailbag there's a link in the description of every single episode we're gonna take a quick break when we
0: get back we're gonna talk about the book club Baseball family, thanks for joining us on this week's episode. We have one last thing for you really quickly. We are introducing a new segment where we will be going into book club mode a little bit for our off-season slash hot stove slash winter meetings progression through things. As we wait for the baseball season to start, we wanted to give you more baseball content, and we decided this would be a great way to do it. So without further ado, we are announcing a book that we want you to read with us. Brad and I have already read this previously, and we decided it would be a really killer experiment to get your opinions on it and to really dive into what has happened in the last 23 years since the book was published. None other than Fair Ball by Bob Costas. We've talked a lot about Bob on the show, his opinions, um, his career, and he makes a case. It's called A Fan's Case for Baseball is the subtitle. I've got it right here. You can get it on thrift books for like six dollars right now it's on amazon you do it on your kindle brad's got his on his kindle Um, and you can get it on audible as well audible does he narrates it himself on audible so if you like bob's voice do it that way it's a great option if you hate bob's voice do not do it on audible because that (laughs) will be a travesty for you What's interesting, though, is that Bob Costas takes baseball from the year 2000, 1999, 2000, and he goes through all of the different things that he would change, all of the different things he loves about it, all of the things that, that uh, he thinks needs a different opinion on or a different look from the way it has been in the past, and uh, we, I found it really insightful. Brad had the same, yeah, it was really insightful. Definitely. So yeah. we want to know what your opinions are, and we're, like we said, we're going to read it with a little bit of a finer tooth comb this time to see if any of the things he projected, predicted, and or hoped for in the book have begun to come true, or if we've gotten farther and farther, or excuse me, further and further away from all of the things that Bob Costas would like to have seen. So please join us in reading Fairball. I'm going to give you the format and the uh, that we're going to read it in. It's a very short read. It's about 177 pages. It's not about, it's exactly 177 pages. Here's the program for you. We're just gonna do over to the next four weeks. So we're gonna read chapters one, two, and three by next week. That's the 17th of January. That'll that's 50 pages. Okay. And then chapter four, five, and six will be the next week, chapter seven, eight, and nine, and then chapter 10 through the end is how we're going to do it over the next four weeks. It's 40 or 50 pages a week. It's not a big deal. Um, what we want to do from or what what we're hoping for is that you'll engage with us on this and really make it fun. And let's get this conversation started. So we want to get comments, concerns, uh, questions, anything you might want to hear about on the show. If you want to shout out on the show, we'd be happy to shout you out and bring your comment up and we'll discuss it. Um but we're going to do that. You can submit via the mailbag always at baseballtogether.com. You can jump in the private Facebook group at 9 Plus Us VIPs on Facebook. And you can always comment on YouTube, just right here in the show notes on YouTube in the doobly-doo thingy-dig. And we will get to those. We, we read them all. We, we comment on as many as... Uh, we feel like, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> as we see fit, I guess, yeah, as we see fit. And, and, but we love engaging with our, our audience and, uh, our baseball family is very important to us. So please engage with us on this. It's going to be a really fun experience and, uh, we're going to do more. So this is just the, the first of many. Mm-hmm. One thing we wanted to mention, and I can see it on the tip of Brad's tongue is that we're also wanting to know what book we should read next. So as this draws to a conclusion, please let us know. We're going to, we're going to start running votes on what books we should read next. And there's a lot of great baseball books out there. So if you have suggestions on what to read next, hit us up.
1: That's right. And the other thing I was going to say too, Brig is that if you, a, don't want to buy the book or B want to try audible, we have a free, a link for a free trial for audible. It's down in the description. Um, We are an affiliate with audible. So you're not only getting a book to listen to and trying out Audible for free, but you're also helping out the podcast every time you do that as well. So go ahead, click that link, try Audible, listen to Fairball by Bob Costas if you like the sound of his voice, like Brig said, because <laughs> you don't, we'd hate for it to be a terrible experience, but don't want that. uh, that's down in the show notes. That's going to be towards the top, so it's easy to find. But uh, baseball family, thank you so much for joining us. Brig, do we want to tell them about the last day of the shop? We're going to be do some remodeling around here.
0: We're going to do Last remodeling. Last day of the
1: shop is going to be February 1st. So mm-hmm. if you want to get something off the shop as it currently stands, head on over there and get it now. That's 9plusus.com. Spell it out. dot com. And get yourself something nice while it's there because there's going to be some hacking and chopping and remodeling to the shop
0: these mugs might not be available anymore. Sorry. But if yeah. you want one, now would be the time to jump in and grab one For as an sure. example.
1: Yep. But baseball family, don't forget to like and subscribe and rate and review all the fun things, all that stuff that we talk about every single week. Um, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube so you don't miss anything like book club and whatever else fun stuff that we got going on. But baseball family, thank you so much for joining us and we will catch you next week.